Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. <clears throat> My wife tells me that uh, the last episode sounded like I was quitting. <laughs> uh, no, you all wouldn't be that fortunate that would love nothing more than that to happen. Uh, and those of my fans that are out there, no, it's going to take a lot more than a down day to make me hang up my uh, earphones or my mic. So today we're going to deviate from the normal schedule and we're going to go with a tyrannical Tuesday, all right, or Tuesday tyrants. How about something like that? The idea being is that when you push back, the tyrants reveal themselves, right? So before we get into that, let me give you a couple of highlights and then a quick reminder and we'll go on with the show. We're going to talk about uh, the fact that there's really nothing to see here. A coach that is now going to be a superintendent, an airport that the city thinks they can run, electioneering galore, and the fact that there still is hope. And as I say, if you want to help me help you get the word out, spread the news of what's going on here in McKinney and greater Collin County, you can like, share, and subscribe to the show. Comments are always welcome. If you're feeling particularly froggy, go ahead and rate the show and uh, do me a favor. Go to Podbean and follow the show there. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with them. Ah, I'm at my last end with them, but nevertheless, we got to do what we got to do. We got to keep on fighting and, uh, it's not over till it's over. And like somebody else has said on more than one occasion, I've read the book. I know how it ends and, uh, I'm not worried about it. The other thing I say is, uh, I'm not going anywhere until the good Lord takes me there. So with that, let's get on with the show. All right. So first things first. We routinely hear that there's nothing to see here. There's nothing going on that you all are making this stuff up. You're all exaggerating. You're all wrong. Well, if nothing the third, the last three years have taught us is that the people in charge routinely lie to us. They literally tell us stuff that they expect us to believe Because they want us to believe it. And what's disappointing to me is the majority of the public has shown that they are willing to be lied to, not once, not twice, but infinite number of times and refuse to acknowledge that they've been lied to. And this works for a while. But sooner or later, just a little bit, just a little bit each time people figure out that they're being lied to to they're being abused the tyrants are exposing themselves one at a time now i realize that word has some baggage i realize that tyrant sounds you know ominous we don't have stalin here we don't have hitler here we don't have mao here nothing like that is going on here no maybe not maybe we don't have full-on communist fascist regimes. Maybe they're not locking us up with the secret police yet. Maybe they're not, you know, taking part in the crystal knock. Hmm? Maybe they're not instituting a program. Oh, you don't know what that is? You probably ought to go look it up. Um, 
the sad fact is that the clown world has turned everything backwards. The once positive, good Christian influence in this country is now rejected and has been painted into the world as being oppressive and hateful. That's not right. That's not even close to being accurate. But that's the zeitgeist. That's what's being put forward day in and day out. And if you question it, if you point it out, you're told that you're crazy. That's not true. There's nothing here. There's nothing there. There's no there there. And various other variations that you're crazy. Well, I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to take my word for it. You can just spend, I don't know, 15 minutes paying attention to what's going on around you and realize something's not right. Something doesn't add up. That things are not as we're being told they are. Hey, but never mind. There's nothing to see here, right? All right, on to next. So in case you haven't heard, I live in McKinney. In McKinney, the uh, independent school district, such as it is, decided to hire a search firm. They gave them a bunch of money. I've heard $25,000, don't know, don't care, to do a nationwide search for the most qualified person to hire as a superintendent. And lo and behold, hmm, 60 days later or less, we hired a coach that's been here all along. Now, where I come from, they call it going through the motions. They say, well, you got to make things look good. You have to put on a show, don't you understand? Those people just need to be told what to do. We wouldn't want to trust the parents. Oh, God, no. They don't know what's best for their children, but we do. So I'm not sure what the qualifications are as a superintendent. I'm certain that somebody could spell them out for me, but I would imagine somewhere in that career track, you would have been a principal, maybe an assistant superintendent, but no, 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 no. That's not necessary. And apparently, when you have a city with 200,000 plus people, and I don't even know what the number of students is at this point in time, but apparently, you don't want a superintendent with a doctorate already. No, no, no. You want to get somebody that's slapping together a master's degree. Now, look, I'm not going to mock master's degrees. I'm not going to dissuade people from getting them, but I will just say that If you're going to pencil whip a master's degree so that you can claim to be qualified to be a superintendent, I'm going to need a little something more than that. You know, I find it ironic that we're saying we want the best. We want the best for our children. We we want the best for, you know, our families. We want the best for our community. Yet we're going with a second tier candidate. You mean to tell me in the entire state of Texas, we didn't have a better, more qualified person that would come work for us. You mean to tell me in the entire United States, we didn't have a better, more qualified person that would come work for us. We had over a year to prepare for this and we threw something together in less than 60 days and dreamed up a coach that we already had on staff. And in case you think I'm bashing coaches, no, I'm not. Coaches mm, are useful. They often will teach a lot of young kids great things. 
But what I'm suggesting to you is that's not necessarily a qualification in and of itself to become a superintendent. Again, I could see where you were a coach, then you were a vice principal, then you were a principal, maybe you were an AD and then a principal, or then you became a assistant superintendent or something along those lines. But I don't see any of that in this guy's career path. Now, somebody can correct me if I've got it wrong here, but it seems to me we're settling. It seems to me that the fix was in all along. It seems to me we threw money away at a search firm that we never really used in order to justify hiring a guy that we probably ought not have hired in the first place, all because Mr. McDaniel on his way out the door decided that's who we should have. So the same guy that's been running the school board on his way out the door is setting us up for failure with a guy that's probably not qualified to do the job that he's just been given. Now, that's not to say you can't grow into a job. It's not to say that you can't stretch into something, but it would seem to me that somebody like that should have been prepared, should have spent some time getting ready. And maybe he did. I don't know because, oh, that's right. We keep everything in the dark in the McKinney ISD. Quite frankly, it's my firm belief the McKinney families deserve better. It's my firm belief that the students in McKinney ISD deserve better. It's quite frankly my belief that the entire city deserves better. Yet, we continue to go along playing with this game that those are in charge know better than the rest of us and they don't care what we have to say or think about anything and they're just going to continue to do what they want to do. And that's tyrannical behavior. That's not what I signed up for. That's not what we the people desire, but yet that's what it is. Oh, and if you think this is just the school board, oh no, it gets better. So you see, yesterday there was a combined board meeting that unfortunately, because I have other responsibilities in my life, I was not able to attend that either. But apparently one of our city councilmen said that they have been approached, meaning the city, by not one, not two, but three different entities that have wanted to come and expand the airport out in McKinney so that they could run it. And they were willing to pay us or cut a deal with us in order to do that operation. But no, 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 no. The city leadership decided we don't need somebody that has experience and knowledge of how to run an airport in an operations base. No, 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 we, the city are going to do it. And not only that, we're going to ask you, the people that live in the city of McKinney to pony up $400 million additional debt so that we, the city of McKinney can pay for the airport to be expanded. So we're going to take all the risk and maybe just maybe see a gain. I'm not, I'm not, I'm holding my breath. Not at all. That will break even by the time it's uh, what? 2050. By that time, they'll need even more money to expand or repair the airport. So call me crazy. If I see a problem here, much like stadiums don't really make a net profit for the city that are sitting in most airports mm, generate business or bring in business, which is a net positive, but the airport in and of itself really doesn't make a big profit, at least on paper. Here's the, here's the proviso. I think, and I believe that the city of McKinney has the primo location 
and an operating airport already. I think the entirety of Cowling County can and will benefit from an expansion of the airport in McKinney. I think Allen, Frisco, and Plano will reap giant rewards by the expansion of the airport in McKinney. I think Anna, Melissa, and perhaps Fairview are not very excited about it for obvious reasons, but on the net, they may also gain. But the problem is, only we, the people in the city of McKinney, will be paying for it. And I find it highly unlikely that we will ever see a profit out of this. Now, I can assure you that the people that are going to push for this the most, they're going to get their piece of the action. They're going to get their benefit because that's why they're putting that cost on the taxpayers, you know, because that's how fascism works, right? That whole private partner private uh, public partnership there where we privatize the profits and publicize the losses. We've been paying for that airport for years now, and we have yet to make a profit. So what makes us think that $400 million more spent there are going to net a profit for the city of McKinney? I'm not buying it. Now, if we've got a private entity out there that's willing to come in and make that investment and risk their money and their capital to do that, I say, fantastic, we should give it to them. There's no reason why we, the people of the city of McKinney, should be taking on that additional debt on a giant risk that maybe, just maybe, we'll break even on. If a private business wants to do it, and we have to cut them a little deal, or we get a little piece of the action on the side, I'm okay with that. Let them take the risk with their money. Let them reap the rewards if they're successful. Now, some have said that, well, you know, when they're successful, you're going to be the first people in line demanding that they do something for the city. No, actually, I'm not. I'm going to ask that they run a good airport and they take care of the city and they take care by the city. I mean, they, they do right by the city. They don't dump trash. They don't dump their waste fuel. They don't, they don't damage the city around them. But I want them to be successful. I want them to grow and I want them to attract other businesses to come to McKinney and indeed Collin County. So I would much rather have a private entity pony up that money and take the risk to build the airport out to attract additional businesses in than we, the city of McKinney, do it. We've already shown that we can't run the Sheridan Hotel in town. We've already shown that we can't properly develop the 121 hub. We've already shown that we can't develop the entirety of that whole intersection there on 121 on the northeast side. That's been a joke and a mess run by several administrations in the city. If they can't run that, which is prime real estate and development area, what makes anybody think they're going to do a better job with the airport? Not me. I'm not convinced. And I support expanding the airport. I just don't want the city to do it because if the, if somebody will find a way to screw it up, it'll be the city. And I don't mean to insult the people at the city. We've got good people in the city. I've known several city employees. They do a great job, but I'm fairly certain none of them know how to run an airport. In fact, I'd be willing to bet that's a very specific mm, job type knowing somebody that runs an airport or getting people in to run an airport. I'm going to guess that's not cheap. But hey, don't worry, we're not going to raise your taxes. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to find a way to fund this anyway. And oh, by the way, we're just going to cut out all this other stuff that we already provide you so that we can fund our airport. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the behavior of people that are arrogant and tyrannical at nature. Now, the city council 
absolutely did the right thing. Now, and I don't know who to credit on the city council, but I am grateful that the city council decided to not shove this through on their own and they turned it over to we the people. Now, I just hope that there's enough wisdom in the voters out there to realize that if you've got a private entity that's willing to invest hundreds of millions of dollars to build out the airport, we all benefit if they do that. And the city need not throw nearly a half a billion dollars at an airport that is yet to make us any money. But we could all benefit if a private entity were to do that. I know it's silly. You can support the airport, but be equally opposed to the city running it or funding it. And that would be me. All right. Next thing, right? Electioneering. There are certain rules that are supposed to be followed. Unfortunately, in our world, we live in the clown world that believes there's rules for thee, but not for we. The we in this instance would be our city council and, of course, our school board. It seems that when you're in public meetings, you're not supposed to, I don't know, suggest that you should vote for one person or another, that you should not be bringing up election information in a public meeting. But apparently when you're the mayor of the city of McKinney, you can do whatever the heck you want because there's nobody to hold you accountable. You know, the chief of police isn't going to do anything because he's hired by the city manager and the city manager works for the mayor and the council. And really that just means that they work for the mayor. And believe you me, it's like that in pretty much every other town run by Democrats, even when they claim to be a Republican. You tell the party line, you do what you're told, you don't question anything. So count that out. Oh, and well, you think, well, maybe this electioneering thing, that's a complaint to the Texas Elections Commission. Okay, I'll be waiting and holding my breath on that. They dreamed up charges to put on Chad Green, and even though he's been found innocent, it doesn't matter. They were able to tar him with that. The very same people that threw him under the bus are guilty for as bad or worse violations. For instance, if you are a candidate on a ballot, you probably ought not have a parking lot named after you or another building. Now, I know the rules don't apply because, well, they just don't. When you're an elected official, you can do whatever the heck you want and there are no consequences. And God forbid that our, hmm, I don't know, elected official that is supposed to be the district attorney, which means a law enforcement officer that works for we the people would actually go and do something about this. Oh, no, no, because that might be seen as political. And, you know, my predecessor was overly political and kind of polluted the situation. So I'm going to go completely hands off and never, ever do anything about political corruption. How is that helpful? How is that better? Oh, but don't worry. I've got an R after my name and my wife's a judge and you just reelected both of us with a landslide. So I must be doing a great job while I do nothing about the political corruption that is riddled all over the municipal cities or the municipal um, governments. Excuse me. I'm sorry, but that's not very helpful. In the same way that I don't want a pastor to come up and tell me who to vote for an election I don't want my DA to go and selectively prosecute political opponents. But what I would like is when there's a complaint brought to him that somebody that works for him might investigate and look and see if there's any there there. Just saying. It would seem to me that might be part of his job since the local police aren't going to investigate their boss. 
The sheriff's department's already stretched so thin that we can't get them to do it either. I mean, I'm not beating up on these people. It's just the facts that we are where we are. We run a tight ship in this county. We don't have a lot of time to be spending money on things that are fruitless. But the time and money that we do have, we probably ought to invest into legitimate investigations. And if somebody brings that to you, you are morally obligated to do that. Yet we don't. Why is that? Good question. If electioneering is wrong, it's always wrong. I don't care if you're taking your opponent's sign and blocking it. I don't care if you're taking your opponent's sign and moving it. I don't care if you're speaking about political stuff in a non-political meeting. I don't care what the reason is. You're not supposed to do it. If there are rules, there are rules for everybody. Unless, of course, you're at the school board, in which case when you're Amy Dankel, the president, you enforce those rules on people that you don't like and ignore them when it's people you do like. So when your friend the Satanist comes up and talks nasty about people and throws another board member under the bus, you say nothing. You don't kick them out. You don't punish them. But God forbid somebody else should come up and say a word that you don't like. You have him thrown out or you have him trespassed. Hey, but that's okay. It's called selective enforcement. And that's perfectly legitimate in the world where we have rules for thee and rules for we. Now I ask you, do we deserve better? Ought we have the ability to speak our minds and to be heard and to be treated with respect? I don't know. Apparently not. It does no good to go to these meetings and get angry. It does no good to anybody to go at the meeting and raise your voice and yell and throw up a little tantrum about the latest thing that they've done because tyrants are going to be tyrannical. You have to take them on at the ballot box. You have to take them on in the legal process. You have to fight fire with fire sometimes. But when we go up there and we act in a way that's not honorable, when we go up there and are just as rude or just as mm, petty as they are, we're not doing anybody any good. The people want positive. They want an alternative. They want somebody that's going to properly represent them, that's going to hear them and going to, I don't know, listen and care about their concerns. I don't care if you're a rock star or want to be rock star or not. You don't get to do whatever the world you want to do and make the rest of us suffer through it. That's not the way the world works. Unless, of course, you're in McKinney, Texas, and then the rules don't apply to you when you're an elected official. Now, sadly, they do apply to you if you're the wrong elected official. Again, selective enforcement. I just want a level playing field. I want equal weights and measures. I don't think that's asking for too much. I want the fake Baptists to be called out for the fakes that they are. I want the fraudulent Republicans to be called out for the frauds that they are. And the appropriate time and place to do that is right here and right now. Not at a school board meeting, not at a city council meeting. We need to be polite. We need to put across our points and we need to be adamant that right is right and wrong is wrong. We don't need to play games and pretend that because somebody 
did some cosmetic surgery themselves that they're now the opposite sex. We don't need to pretend that pornographic books are somehow okay because we declared it's educational. We don't have to be okay with the idea that we're going to shove down this massive amount of debt on you because 3% of the people showed up to vote and we got 51% of that vote. None of that is okay, but that's the world we live in right now. And it's up to you, my listeners, the other people out there to get off your butts and get involved. I've talked about this time and time again. Pick a topic, pick an issue, the one that matters to you most. Learn about it, become an expert about it, and get involved and tell other people about it. Go meet your neighbors, go to your church. I don't know, go to the gym. Get to know people around you. Talk about these things. Don't be afraid. Most people are happy to talk about things as long as you're not a jerk. Now, most people that know me in real life, that spend time with me, find them very cordial, friendly, and quite fun to be with. Sadly, sometimes when you're doing a show, you get a little exaggerated. You have a little fun. Maybe you cross a line or, well, I try really hard not to cross lines, but you dance on those lines. And particularly when you're making political persuasive speeches, That's the time and the place to be a little more aggressive. It gets people's attention. It points out problems. It avoids bigger problems. That's part of your job. But you should never be in attacking or you should never be in a position where you have to attack a person personally, right? You don't go after your opponent personally. You don't go after their family. You, you, You don't critique them. Now it's funny when you're, you know, Rush Limbaugh and you want to make up a little joke about somebody and give them a nickname or better yet, you're Donald Trump and you make up a nickname. Hey, that's all fair when you're another candidate. But when you're talking to another person that's an elected official and you're their constituent, it's supposed to be a two-way street. Now I've Danced on this line, I've crossed this line. I, I have nicknames for several elected people around this uh, area. And I try and restrain myself. I try not to go over that line because I'm trying to set an example. But if you think that I'm going to be perfect, you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> Last thing. How many of you have seen the Lorax? The Dr. Seuss uh cartoon that was made, I guess, in the 60s or 70s. And of course, there's the book, right? And at the end of the book, it ends with the idea that there is hope. They find two of the trees, right? Or or the seed. I don't remember which it is. But they find that there is a way forward. There is a future. But it requires investing time and effort. Planting the seeds. That's our job, ladies and gentlemen. No matter how bad it gets out there, no matter how far we're down or how far we're out or how negative we want to be for the day, the next day when we wake up in the morning, we have to rely on that hope. And that hope means is every seed we plant is a tree in the future. Every seed we plant is another plant, right? It's new growth. It's the future. Now you're going to have to spend some time and go and water it and feed it and you know, protect it. But that's our job. And you see, and that's the thing that has been lost on a great number of people for generations, in my opinion, 
Everybody wrote off the idea, well, hey, Jesus is coming back soon. We don't need to worry about anything. The earth can go to hell and we're going to be rescued. What that has got us is the mess we're in now. We need to plan for the idea that we're going to be here for another 300 or 1,000 years and then be thrilled to death if we get raptured out tomorrow. We need to plan as if our grandchildren are going to be reliant on the work we've done. But we haven't done that. And this isn't going to be a bash the boomer session. <laughs> That's far too easy and you know passe at this point. But the fact of the matter is, we haven't really had a good example. And I don't know anybody that really is laying the groundwork. I mean, every progressive multimillionaire or billionaire has already invested their funds into our ultimate destruction, in my opinion. But where are our people? Where, where's our team? What are they investing in? I think that's a fair question. The next time you run across a hmm, right-wing libertarian multimillionaire or billionaire, ask them, how are they investing in the future? How are they setting up for a successful society? I think that's a fair question. I think you should look into, I think you really ought to look in the mirror and find out in your own internal heart, what are you doing? How are you investing in the next generation or the generation after that? That's where my hope's at in this instance. I got a greater hope in Jesus, but in this instance, in this temporal plane that we live in, that's what I got. And I'll be back the rest of this week. I got plenty more things to talk about. Uh, And quite frankly, there just never ceases to be fodder for discussion in McKinney, Texas. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I ask you to join me at the next show. Like, share, and follow, and throw a comment or a rating up if you feel so inclined. Thank you so much, and I will see you on the other side.